guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, happy 2019 and welcome back to the Oxford Holy Club, your New Year's podcast of choice. We're glad that you've chosen to join us again first thing in the new year. And we are joined again by our host, Luke, our hostess with the mostest, Lucas Candy. Welcome back, Lucas. How are you? It's good to be here. I haven't talked to you since last year, man. <laughs> that year, that's an official dad joke right there. I've made it. I've climbed the pinnacle of jokes and I've put it out onto the interwebs for all to enjoy. Well, seriously, though, uh, welcome back, man. How's the New Year treating you so far? Uh, pretty good. Um, I have uh, Christmas break right now, so uh, we, we're, we've we been kind of jetting around fairly low-key, lots of fun, and uh, now my wife went back to work, so just me and the kids for a few more days. And how many children do you have again? Uh, last time I counted, I have three, although I uh, did tell I did tell my sister-in-law that she could bring her three children over, so I'm going to have six kids with me tomorrow, so okay. there you go. Well, are the kids kind of evenly matched in age? They are. So that was that was a power play. You've you've you basically got yourself a free afternoon or morning or whatever. I've solved your parenting puzzle. Yes. <laughs> we we had today uh, some cousins came over and um, my daughter and the oldest cousin they pair off and go play and then my son and the my son and the middle cousin uh, they pair off and they play and then there's the little one and there was nobody else for her. So she was the handful today. But but she's so stinking cute, it doesn't matter. She can do whatever she wants and she gets away with it. Um, all right, so you've got kids happening, things like that. That sounds like, that sounds like a, a lot of fun, actually. Uh, well, I guess there was one other development I forgot about, and it's kind of a milestone and a good-slash-bad one, and that's that my youngest daughter, who's two and a half, uh, she only just now figured out that she can crawl out of her own crib, so now she just does that at will. So I'll think I have them all down for the night, and she'll just appear out of nowhere wanting water or whatever because she can escape now. It's a New Year's miracle. <laughs> yes. Wow. So 2019 for you is going to be a little bit different. Sleeping with one eye open. <laughs> Always. Always. Uh, talk to me about your Christmas, man. Uh, we haven't, you know, we've touched base over the break and stuff like that a, a little bit. But um, is there anything from your Christmas vacay that you'd like to share? Um, no, pretty, pretty standard. It was really fun. My parents came up, so that was lots of fun. And, you know, they're always, uh, you know, helping out with the kids and, and we're always having lots of fun. And, uh, my son got lots of Lego, so it's fun helping him. Well, I don't really help him put it together. He just does it on his own now. And, you know, just, yeah, nothing too wild or exciting, but a really good one. Good uh, one for the books. That's cool. Uh, I, th I, as I shared with you, I haven't been home with my family, you know, with the wife and, and kids to, uh, to my dad's side of the families, you know, the traditions and things that we would do on Christmas Eve. I haven't been there. It's been over 10 years since I've been able to do that. Wow. And, um, and, and I don't say that begrudgingly. It's just when, you know, you work in ministry and so, um, there's Christmas Eve services. There's all kinds of things that are going on that are work related. And this year I was afforded the opportunity to go home. And, uh, and so we took it and, and ran, 
uh, with it. And you know what? Mm. It was it was really nice. My kids got to see some of the traditions that I grew up with and and be with family uh, in ways they haven't been before. You know, we got to see my dad's side of the family a lot more this Christmas break than maybe we normally would. You know, it, we were only in PEI for maybe four or five days. Um, and then we then we headed back for home because we just needed to be able to kind of exhale and unpack mm-hmm. and let, just let the kids be kids without worrying about, you know, anything else. Um, but you know what? It was a good it was a good vacation. I played uh, a lot of Xbox. Not, <laughs> not gonna. I brought my Xbox with me. I uh, yeah, and got a bunch of that in. You know, New Year's. I didn't make any plans for New Year's. This is the first year. I'm, I mean, I've been in youth ministry for 15 years, uh, and so you know, it's almost a staple that you plan a New Year's Eve thing, and you get teenagers asking, "Is there going to be an all-nighter, Brad? Is there going to be an all-nighter?" No, there isn't. There used, there used to be, and it's funny because I know I'm not that old, but I'll look at like, you know, youth pastors and youth leaders in their 20s now that are that are like, they're doing all the all-nighters and I'm just like, man, you go for it. But old Brad. That's, that's for them. That That's for them. Those <laughs> hip youth pastors. And I, and I was, it, it, it's funny because today I was thinking about it. I'm like, what's happened? Like, I, I'm not that old and I can still do an all-nighter, but I have no desire to. And it, it has nothing to do with the youth. I actually think it has to do with like the stage of life I'm in right now with my kids. Oh yeah, uh, like just getting sleep so that I can actually have energy to to survive my children. Because you can't sleep in the next day because you try to, and then all of a sudden the two year olds climbed out of the crib and is telling you it's time to get up, or right. whatever it is, right? No, like my kids, six a.m. or six thirty sharp. So I, I would just basically be getting home. And then they would wake up and want to play and all. And I'd be like, no, no. So anyway, we wound up, you know, we wound up coming over to the church. The church put something on and, and, uh, I sent a message out to the, to the youth and just said, Hey, come on over, played some board games, played a awesome game of Catan. Love that game. Not a sponsor, but uh, great game. Settlers. Of I recently Catan. bought the digital version. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Short story. I thought that we could take turns playing the game where you could pl- take a turn. That turn gets sent to your friend. It's called asynchronous multiplayer. Uh, anyway, that wasn't the case. You all basically had to be on your cell phones at the exact same time so that you could play this game and poor Lucas spent money on it. So when I did finally find a game that combined risk and um, and another game, like maybe Catan and Risk kind of together. And I, I was just 100% like, this is it. I double checked it, had every, it ticked all our boxes. And I sent a message out to the boys with the link to be like, guys, let's get this. It's under $3. I got a very cold response back about how he had just spent money on Catan. So he was going to pass. Uh, well, actually, the, the main, main reason was the fact that I forgot that my iPad is currently connected to my my works credit card. And I so I've already had to send one email to my uh, uh, finance person being like, yeah, how do I pay you back six dollars? <laughs> because I, I spent six dollars uh, for frivolous reasons. But, you know, we will get together and have an actual like game of Catan, I'm sure, at some point that, via the web. Do you know what the real reason is, Lucas? Listeners, pay close attention. Lucas... Sound does a bird make? Cheap, cheap, cheap. <laughs> I'm just, I'm totally kidding. And that's a, that's an old, that's a, that's a deep pull from our relationship that's right a, there. That's, that's a deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, Lucas, I'm glad it sounds like your Christmas went well and uh, New Year's is shaping up to be exciting for you. Uh, my kids made it all the way to midnight and the next day, yesterday, was a write-off. I'm I would imagine. What was it like for you guys? Let's wrap, let's wrap up this New Year's thing. Um, our kids stayed, well, actually we, we did a fake new year's cause uh, Netflix has like 50 different new year's countdowns and you can play them whatever you want. So we played it at 10 o'clock and then sent all the kids to bed, uh, and they barely made it to 10. And, uh, so their next day was not too bad. I was kind of a little bit disgruntled. I had to w- w- stay up till midnight cause I did not really feel like it. I was tired, <laughs> but sure. I was like, on this one night of the year, surely to goodness I could stay up till midnight. So I have more questions now. I thought we were done with this. <laughs> you played you played um, a countdown at 10 o'clock for your kids, and they all yep. fell for it? Um, we didn't make a super big like mystery out of the fact that it wasn't actually midnight. None of them seemed to really care. Um, but yeah, Netflix, for like every Netflix cartoon that they make, they made a countdown where basically they like recap the events of that show, and then they did a countdown, like, you know, 10, 10 9, 7, 8, whatever, whatever. Uh, I, I, sp- I just counted wrong, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> 10, 9, 8, 7, 8. <laughs> I don't teach math. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, so you have like 10 to choose from. So we did. And then we shuffled them off to bed. So it was pretty great. And nobody passed the clock on the wall on the way and went, this is a farce. <laughs> I actually just watched an episode of The Office today where their boss fell asleep at his desk. So they changed his all the clocks in the office and his watch and his car. And then at and then they all made this big sound to wake him up. And he comes outside and sees that the clocks are all five o'clock. He's like, see you later, everybody. <laughs> and they all got off like four hours early. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Happy New Year. And to you. Thank you. And listener, Happy New Year. I know that this is coming a week into New Year, uh, but we hope that you've been having a good one so far. And we're looking forward to a great year of podcasting. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's just kind of pick up where we generally do. Uh, this comes from Yahoo Answers, and it says this. My 17-year-old son doesn't know how to tie his shoes. Is there something wrong with him? A uh, little context here. He also can't tell time on a clock which he probably fell for the whole countdown at 10. Uh, anyway, uh, he also can't tell time on the clock or tie his own shoes. Well, they already mentioned that. Uh, I have to do it for him every morning. Is that weird? Should I be concerned? Update. I can't show him anything on YouTube because he doesn't know how to operate a computer. Now, right off the bat, I had some thoughts about this. You know, I, I took I took a little bit of issue with some things that I was reading here. Uh, number one, kid, if you're listening, you're a genius. You've done it. <laughs> Somehow you have convinced your parent or caregiver to do it all for you. You've you've got it, parent. There's maybe something wrong with you though. <laughs> uh, you can't show your kid anything on YouTube because they don't know how to operate a computer. All you've got to do is is you go on YouTube, put it on the screen, tell your kid to come into the room. Boom. Job done. Now, this could and I see that you've got some stuff to say, so I don't want to I don't want to jump on what you're saying here. But um you know there there comes a point when you've got to let your kids do things. You know, you can't do it all for your kids or they'll never learn. You know, if we're going to get real. 
are we going to get real here, Lucas? Yeah. Right. I, I mean, you, you know what happens. Kids don't know how to handle life because their parents do it all for them. And mm-hmm. I, and I wonder if this is what we're looking at, you know? So I, th- I think so. Why, why don't you, why don't you take it? Cause I see you've got something and, and you're a parent Lucas. So why don't you jump on this? Well, obviously there's some, some major issues going on with this whole situation, but I mean, it, it is normal that, you know, y- sometimes you just, as parents, you drop the ball. Like, there's just stuff that you both forgot, like, you know, you and your spouse or, or whatever have forgotten to teach your kid. Like, uh, I tying was tying their shoes. Well, that's a big one. My example was not quite as egregious as that, but I was at uh, uh, martial arts practice with my son, who's seven, and like, okay, jumping jacks. And well, I don't know what he was doing, but it wasn't a jumping jack. Like, he 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 had a lot of lateral movement around, and he couldn't quite sync up the arms and the legs. And I was like, I'm like, oh, that's bad. But then I realized, I'm like, well, no one's taught him. It's not his fault. Like, this, they don't teach it at school anymore. I haven't done jumping. He hasn't seen me doing jumping jacks around the house. So then I was like, oh, well, I dropped the ball on that one. Could could have been worse. But uh, but this one's a major issue. And I know when I was a kid, I was not allowed to have uh, Velcro shoes until I got my you know, learned to tie my own shoes. Um, although. The, the thing that makes, I mean, this this seems like a, a fakey McFakerson question because I can't see a 17-year-old who would let let his parents do that. I would think that it's got to be like you'd switch to some kind of slip-ons or you're the kid who always <laughs> wears Birkenstocks all the time and you play it off like it's cool. Like, oh, yeah, I don't care if I wear them in the winter, but it's just because you can't tie your shoes. Um, and, then, and then I said maybe that's why you see people wearing Blundstones all the time, right? Like... He's just a bunch of kids who can't tie their shoes, and that's you know, we—that's just the problem. We know you and I know someone. Uh, I, actually, I can think of a couple of people that always wear sandals. Always wear sandals. Doesn't matter what the weather is. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. We cracked the case in that one. Yeah, I think we figured out where this is coming from. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> He couldn't make the rabbit go around the tree and down the hole. No, um, you know though this is a real this is a real uh, epidemic. We've had to you know our son can tie his own shoes, but he'll be lazy and doesn't want to. My daughter, uh, she will say she doesn't know how. She actually tried this yesterday. I told you that yesterday was a write off, right? After <laughs> not oh, yeah, it, this was the kind of write off it was. Harmony, could you please put your you know, your snow pants on. And that turned into a huge fit after we finally got snow pants on and got her winter jacket on. It's like, Harmony, please zip up your jacket. I don't know how. (laughs) Uh, Like she has been zipping up a jacket every day until this moment when she's forgotten how. Anyway, you could tell they're tired because they should know that's not going to work. That's, That's not, you're not going to fall for that. That's right. Anyway, oh, um, so the, the real question, is there something wrong with him, the 17-year-old son? I'm going to say no. It's probably nothing wrong with him. This may be a parenting fail. I have to agree with yep. Lucas. Mm-hmm. Um, and how, do, how, does a, how does a 17-year-old not know how to use a computer? It's bizarre. That I do not get. And how can you not show him anything on YouTube? There's, you know what? This just isn't, this doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wonder if this person can tie their own shoes. This has Nigerian prints written all over oh, it somehow. Good grief. Let me get the, the, the music in the background going here. <laughs> um, so we do have a listener question and, uh, 
one that actually, you know, um, I've seen a few times come through in, in various forms. But uh, this question, Lucas, says, I'm in my first year of high school and I'm trying to stay faithful and pray. But there are so many voices who are pulling me down from my faith, even in my family. I don't know what to do. This is a, this is a tough question. Um, let me just ask because um, I know where this question is coming from. Uh, this is not coming from a student that you know goes to a, a Christian private school, but even, and I, and I don't mean to be reductive in any way, but even you know at the Christian private school level that you're at, do mm-hmm. you do you see stuff like this there much? Yeah, I mean, I, I think this would be this would be something that would happen because there's going to be different groups of friends uh, in any kind of scenario. Uh, I know for me, uh, when I was a kid, I remember it being like. I was I was you know in my small in my Bible study and all that stuff, but um, it's sometimes it's just hard. Like like unless you kind of have to praying is a is a habit. You, you know you're you can always do it, but you're you it doesn't feel natural sometimes at first. Mm-hmm. You get in kind of a rhythm and 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 when they say stay faithful and pray, um, you kind of have to get into that prayer habit. And I think that's something it doesn't come to some people it might come naturally, but I think you kind of have to make the time for it in your life. Um, I was saying uh, down down here. I was saying that you know this is why a, a good Christian group of friends, if you are in high school or any any age really, is so important because uh, they're going to kind of spurn you on and kind of keep you head in the right direction. Um, and it doesn't mean you sh- you shouldn't have non Christian friends because you definitely should. Yeah. Um, but it is good to have that kind of that Christian base. And when I was in high school, that's what I kind of had is I had lots of non-Christian friends, but I had that Christian kind of core group in my, in my youth group that I always, that I hung out with a lot. And that kind of kept me kind of helped point me in the right direction. Sure. And you know, for the, for the listener, uh, you're at a very uh, unique point, you know, in your journey, because you just, you know, I mean, I know that we're coming into your second semester, but you just, you know, you went from being top dog in, in junior high uh, to now being, you know, the lowest rung uh, on the on the ladder in high school, and you know, I, I remember high school. I remember going um, for us in PEI. You know, high school started at grade uh, at grade ten, and I remember going to the high school. And you know, we had just been kings back in our junior high school. It was a separate school, and now we're here. And I can I could go through the list of the different uh, cliques or you know the groups that that people started falling into like immediately and you know if you wanted to be cool you need to be in with this group if you wanted to you know whatever 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 and and you're trying to navigate that just being accepted into a group and that's before anybody even knows about any kind of faith or or religious stuff about you mm-hmm. um and and oftentimes you know the popularity uh competition or whatever you want to call it, it it seems so strong that you need to be popular, you know, in, in high school. And, um, and oftentimes, unfortunately, you know, uh, faith isn't the popular thing. Um, I mean, at least that was kind of my experience. And I, you know, I've got a, a long story about this, unfortunately, that didn't go well for me because I found myself, you know, kind of at the end of high school, I had to go back to take more courses. And so, you know, the, what Lucas talked about, about having a group of people that were, you know, around you and all that, I had those, those people 
Uh, didn't mean I still, you know, I still made some mistakes and all that kind of stuff. I wasn't, certainly I wasn't perfect, but I still had a group of friends that were in the high school that were my age or, you know, an age older, um, that supported me. We went to youth group and all that together. Well, they all graduated and I found myself going back now being above top dog, but I'm not sure when you're going back to get extra courses that that's kind of the category you put yourself into. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it happens. It happens. But, um, but even then, even though I was older, I found myself wanting still to fit in and my core Christian friends were now gone and I wasn't strong enough in my own faith, um, to, to remain faithful. And, and I sought that popularity and Mm -hmm. went, went down a dark, you know, dark period of my life. Um, now I had, you know, my parents Christian and, and, you know, prayed for me and, and, and all of that. Um, so I didn't get, the, I didn't get the family dynamic that's happening here. Um, but I know for me, there came a, a point in my own journey where I, I had, it just felt like I hit bottom and, and I was like, you know what? I, I gotta be done trying to please people because I know I'm not pleasing God right now and I'm miserable. And yeah, did it feel lonely for a while? What, you know, trying to kind of come back. Yeah. It, uh, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't feel lonely at times. Do I regret that? Absolutely not. Um, you know, God picked me back up and <laughs> and uh, and forgave all the garbage I did. But anyway, I'm get I'm kind of going off my own thing here. I guess the point I'm trying to make is is that is that I get it. I get that there's so many voices trying to pull us down, um, and and that sucks. <laughs> frankly, you know I. Sorry, Lucas. I've been I've been going on for quite a while here, but I do want to just toss this out. Is uh, is First Corinthians fifteen thirty three, and and there's more examples in Scripture. So I'm not just trying to pick one and say there. Base your whole life on this little tiny thing, but um, but look this up. First Corinthians fifteen thirty three, and I'm reading out of the ESV. It says, uh, "Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals." It's really important about the company that we keep the friends that we hang out with. If you really want to get to know somebody, look at who they're hanging out with. Now, d- like Lucas said, um, does that mean you shouldn't have non-Christian friends? Absolutely not. If, if all we have are Christian friends around us the whole time, w- what good is that? It's great that we're encouraging one another and building each other up, but the whole purpose of being a Christian and growing is to share it with people that don't have it. And so if we're not surrounding ourselves, or if we're not around people, uh, that are not Christian, then we're kind of being useless to the kingdom of God. That might be a little blunt, but <laughs> but there it is. So good, bad company ruins good morals. Uh, you could you know you could be on the straight and narrow, but you start getting in with a with a rough crowd that you know whatever, and before you know it, you start compromising. Uh, and it's you know what? It's not fun. It's not a fun journey. Um, the last scripture I want to share, and then Lucas, I'd love for you to to pick pick this up. Um, is Jeremiah seventeen seven to eight? Uh, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green, and it is not anxious in the year of drought, uh, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Uh, what this is is it's it's giving this great picture of um, somebody that trusts in God, their roots spread out and can get to water, which is the life source 
for this tree and and it doesn't need to worry when stuff comes along because it's rooted in the source um and so when heat comes when drama comes when you know when fear comes and all that you don't compromise because you're rooted in christ and so for for you the person right now and if you're asking my personal opinion is get your identity founded in him know who you are in christ not in your parents not in your friends and all that kind of stuff um lucas any thoughts on this one uh yeah you know it's the kind of classic iron sharpens iron so Mm -hmm. you want to make sure you're surrounding yourself with the kind of people that are going to make you better and that's true with faith that's true with just so many aspects of your life you know um as an adult you are kind of the average of the five to ten people you hang out with the most and that's in like money, fitness, faith, everything. So the uh, people you hang out with have a huge impact on your life. Um, and t- something to think about is, you know, these times of, um, there are, there, there can be, I hope you do find a great group of Christian friends, but there's going to be times where you might be lonely. And that's a time where you, where you might look outside your normal kind of parameters for people that you kind of hang out with that are Christians. Or sometimes it's a time where you're just going to have to grow closer to God. And that's, um, it's not easy at times, but that's, you know, it's these times of great loneliness, God's always going to be there for you. Um, And I read a quote the other day, it said, you know, um, you're never growing when you're comfortable. Mm. So difficult times is what makes you, changes you, makes you better. Um, When I was uh, in university, I spent my, you know, university at Crandall, like loving it. I love going to that school and lots of Christian friends and lots of just friends, you know. Um, So I was Mr. Social Butterfly. And then my parents, uh, my dad got a job in Nova Scotia in in Windsor and uh and so I would go back there for the summers but I didn't know anybody from Windsor because I didn't live there like my parents moved there while I was in university so I had this awesome party fun time school year being 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 social and then my summer was just me and my parents hanging out and working like a, a job and I actually I I grew a lot that's those summers and, and I actually came to enjoy it and I didn't I realized I didn't have to be with people all the time to you know to have fun or to have self-worth because especially in high school I used to get a lot of my self-worth from socializing with people and hanging out which I do like to do but especially those summers forced me to be like well can you be happy with just yourself and I could be good word Lucas thanks Listener, we're praying for you. It's it's not easy. High school is not always easy, and and we get that. We haven't even touched on the family component, um, and that that is a whole other thing. But I want you to know this: that uh, I am going to pray for the peace of Christ to be in your home, and that you can explore, you know, your faith and 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 do that in your home without being made fun of, without being picked on, and. Uh, and that's, you know, it's not easy. I've had people talk to me that, you know, have come to youth and, and they respond to, to God calling on their, on their heart and they go home and they're told that what just happened was stupid and not real. And, and that hurts, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and they come back going, you know, my parents don't want me to be a Christian. My parents don't want this. And, you know, the Bible is clear that we need to respect our parents and honor our, our father and our mother. And that's not always easy when they're asking us to do things that we don't want to do. Now, as long as they're not asking you to do something that is illegal or, you know, against scripture, you know, you need to honor your, your father and mother. Um, and that is showing, whether you believe it or not, that is showing Jesus to them. And you get to be an example to your, to your family. Uh, and and what, another thing to remember too, is just the fact that, 
um, when it comes to stuff at home and with your parents, um, a lot of anger comes out of fear. So usually they're scared about what this is going to do to you and what changes this is going to bring. But sometimes the best witness is just a life well lived. And then they start seeing the difference. And, you know, like Brad said, you know, you respecting them and, and listening to them and also just you, you know, all of a sudden turning something around. And the, if there's nothing more powerful for a testimony than a, a Christian who's living their life the way they should. And people just notice there's something different about that person. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the show for our Not a Sponsor break, the part of the show where we highlight a product that we feel does it better than anybody else, but will not support us financially. Someday, though. Nobody does it better. I'm extremely excited to bring to you today's Not a Sponsor. Today's Not a Sponsor is the Shure SM7B Dynamic Microphone. I got a new microphone just for this moment. The SM7B dynamic microphone has a smooth, flat, wide-range frequency response appropriate for music and speech in all professional audio applications. It features excellent shielding against electromagnetic hum generated by computer monitors. I'm surrounded by four computer monitors at this very moment. Can you hear them? No. It also has shielding against other electrical devices. The SM7B has been updated from earlier models with an improved bracket design and offers greater stability. In addition to its standard windscreen, it also includes the A7WS windscreen for close talk applications. I've used this thing now for the podcast. I've used it in live uh, scenarios and situations. And in my opinion, nobody does it better than the SM7B at keeping my voice smooth. Not a sponsor. Well, welcome back, listeners. We're glad that you've stuck with us. Uh, we're going to move into our Wesley question, and we're going to get right into it. This was one that uh, we only have a couple left, but it's one that we've kind of touched on before. And the question is this. It's very, very straightforward. Am I proud? Hmm. Hmm. Proud. It seems like such a simple, innocent question. What's wrong with with pride. What's wrong with taking pride in yourself? What's wrong with taking pride in your work? You know, uh, things like that. Um, is it okay for you to take pride in, in the things that you do or who you are and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, Lucas, what do you think? Why would this be a question that they'd be asking each other? Uh, I think it's a question because when you look at pride, I was, and I didn't write this in my notes, I was just kind of thinking about it. Pride is kind of thinking something is better than average. So if you're taking pride in your like schoolwork, that's a good thing. You know, taking pride in you know your your children. You know, that, I think that's good. But when you're taking pride in yourself, that means you think that you are better than average, and you're you know a step above other people in some way. Right. Um, and this is something that we have to watch out for as Christians because sometimes. Um, especially if you're raised in the church sometimes when you start you know following Christ and you know you if you see Christianity as a bunch of rules and you're following most of those rules then <laughs> sometimes there's a danger of that you think that oh I'm better than all those people who don't follow the rules right and you forget that no 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 like you're still a sinner just like they are just like everybody is just cuz you're you know one step you know one millimeter maybe uh, further down the road does not make you uh, get off your high horse, essentially. Well, and not to go, I'm not going to go very deep into this, but even the Pharisees were following the rules, right? right? But what did Jesus say? They were like whitewashed tombs. You know, outwardly, they looked they looked pretty and, and all that, but on the inside, they were 
empty and, or well, full of dead bones and all this kind of stuff, right? Like full of death. Um, you know, first Peter five, five and six says, likewise, you who are younger be subject to the elders. Um, Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. So there's there's a lot you could pick off. Like there's a whole stinking sermon right here. Um, <laughs> but and number one, if you're you know respecting our elders, that's that's huge today. Um, and and if I'm just being honest, it seems like there's a lack of that, of, of just a general respect for, for people. Um, you know, be subject to, to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another. Be humble towards one another. You know, um, think of others more than you think of yourself. You know, like, be considerate to other people. This is something I'm trying to teach my children. You know what's interesting? I never taught my children pride. Yeah. Right. That was not something that we, that we taught them. And yet we have to teach them humility. You don't have to plant weeds, but you still have to take care of them. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Now this terrifies me for God opposes the proud. Do you really want to have God as an enemy that opposes you? Like you you think about that but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that the proper time he may exalt you. And I think that is a huge distinction, is that we're to humble ourselves and submit ourselves before God. And at the proper time, God, the creator of the universe, will exalt us. Uh I I don't know, man. I I think that's pretty cool. Um, You know... The last thing I'm going to really say on this, and I'd like to give you an, a, a good chance here, is I remember a certain guy uh, from the Bible named Lucifer. And I've shared about this before, but you know, you can, you can see in scripture where it talks about him being in heaven. And because of his pride, it was, it, it was the, his pride. Uh, you know, he was beautiful and he was in charge of so much stuff. He was like the head uh, angel, if you want to put it like that. Um, and because of his pride, he wanted to be like God. He thought he was the best and all this kind of stuff. And I've shared it before in the podcast. So I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go over it again, but pride is, it was, you know, almost you could call it pride was the original sin. Um, you know, before Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, Lucifer sinned. That's right. Now a theologian may come, may send me an email and go, no, that's not how, that's not how you should say that. But for now, that's just kind of how I'm going to throw that out there. They can start their own podcast. There you go. Uh, and there's, you know, there's all kinds of other scriptures, you know, um, where it talks about pride. Um, but Lucas, I'd like to hear some of your thoughts. Um, well, I think when if it's if pride is something that well, I should say something you're struggling with. Everybody struggles with pride because it's all about thinking you're better than other people, and that just seems like you said you don't have to work on it or teach it. It just kind of happens on its own. It's a weed that has to be pulled up every so often. And I, I love you know the answer to being proud is being humble and humbling yourself. And the definition for being humble, and C.S. Lewis said it. I think it was him anyway. Um, said that. Being humble is not thinking less of yourself. It's about thinking of yourself less. 
Mm. And that's the key. And if you can do that in this life, if you can actually put other people ahead of you and think of other people first, I mean, that's going to that's gonna make you uh, a better person, a better employee. That's going to solve like 95 to 100% of your sin issues. Like if, like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. a lot, a lot, if you can think of the other person before you think of yourself and it's so funny, you'll get, you know, in my job, I'll be dealing with students or whatever. And then it's just two people only looking at it from their perspective, only thinking of themselves and that's when trouble happens, right? And, and if you get them for a second just to turn the, you know, the mirror back on themselves and say, well, what do you think it meant to them? And like, well, like, I guess I hadn't thought of it that way. You know, when you get them actually thinking about yeah, it, yeah. that that can actually solve a lot of the a lot of the problems. And people who are proud are the kind of people who think that they're self-made men and women. You know, like, oh, I did all of this myself. And there's really no such thing as a self-made man or a self-made woman because um, both we need people to make us successful in life, but also it's every breath we take is from God. So we can't get too, you know, excited about what we've done when we couldn't do one thing, take a breath without him. Absolutely. Um, I, Lucas, you're right on. And that's a great quote from C.S. Lewis. You know, it, it reminded me, uh, there's a podcast that you and I listen to. Um, and I just remember, I remember oftentimes they're making jokes and, you know, giving kind of advice that that you would not want to follow. But I remember they made, they were, you know, talking about how do I get people to like me was kind of one of these questions that, that kind of came up. And and it was one of those moments where they gave an answer that they were being a hundred percent serious. And I'm like, that this that's what we're talking about right now. And he just he said, uh, be interested in them. Like be right. in, be interested in the, you want you want to make friends, be interested in other people. Find out, you know, talk to them, ask them about themselves. Um, and, and even doing that kind of can get the ball rolling onto this whole getting out of yourself, you know, thinking so much about you. The guy who wrote how to win friends and influence people, Del Carnegie, he said, you'll make more friends in 20 minutes of being interested in someone than 20 hours in trying to be interesting to someone. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, Ab- Absolutely. Uh, well then this podcast needs to stop being interesting. Is that... <laughs> Yeah. Go check. Shoot. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listener, actually, you know what? That's not a bad mentality because we're really interested in in our listeners' questions and and things like that, right? Yeah. Um, exactly. So, and and I don't just say that flippantly, you know, listener, listeners, just one. We um we are interested to to hear from you and know, you know, send us anything. We don't always have great advice, but we'll certainly talk. Ah, oh, dear. I think this is an important question that they'd be asking each other because it, it kind of, you know how sometimes, I don't know if this ever happened to you, and I, and I don't want to say it like it only happens to other people, but sometimes you got to get knocked down a peg or two, mm-hmm. uh, get off the high horse kind of thing. It, it's a good question to be asking and looking, you know, am I more focused inward than, than outward? So I think this is a good one that they were asking. For sure. I, th- I, I agree for sure. Um, Lucas, a person wrote this question. I'm not sure what to do with this. This is from Yahoo Answers. Here it comes. Should I tell my parents that I'm adopted? I had to read that like three times. I don't fit in with the family. I think it's time I come clean. So this person just like, I'm so different from my family. I have to be adopted. They must just not know. Is that what they think? Is that a, I, I kind of, I toss this in here because I realize this is a stupid question, right? <laughs> like, I know that this is dumb. 
even for us, this is a dumb one. <laughs> is there any scenario where this is actually possible that somehow I, well, cause you, you know, you see like there was the TV show uh, switched at birth. I was going to say, you have to have a, uh, a, you know, drop the baby scenario or whoa, mix whoa, up whoa, the wait, carts. why do you got to drop a baby? Uh, well, I guess maybe not try, fumble a baby, you know, two nurses are going and they bump into each other in the hallway and both drop their babies and they're scrambling to pick up their babies and like, oh no, we got them confused. These you are know, not, maybe. these are not briefcases. This is, <laughs> this is not two spies trying to pass briefcases. These are babies. <laughs> well, I'm trying to, trying to think how it would happen. I'm just, been, there's no bad ideas in brainstorming, Brad. Are you sure? Cause it. <laughs> It sounds like in Lucas's world, you know, you got nurses shaking babies and tossing them everywhere and whoops, I juggled this one and whoops. <laughs> Which is funny because in reality, and I'm sure you experience this, when you actually have a baby now, there's some pretty heavy security just to get out of there after the baby, you know, is out and then they, they slap the bracelet on it and before you leave, they read off the names to make sure that, yes, the mother matches the baby and, and all this stuff and yeah, it's high security. So, you know, at some point before the high security there was a reason they had to put in that high security. Like some, somebody went home with the wrong baby. I've got to be honest. When I was in the hospital, I wasn't checking for security guards and cameras and looking to see what kind of security was present in the hospital. Am I going to get this baby out of here? Was not something that ran through my mind. Well, they just told us like a thousand times, like if you try, like, cause you know, you, if you, you try what, no, what? no. If you try what, finish that, finish said, that. If you wheel the baby past this line, the doors all lock and an alarm goes off, which is fair. I don't want someone else wheeling my kid out of there, but it just, it constantly had me being careful. Cause you know, you'll, you'll wheel the baby around like the, the block or whatever, like in, inside the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see me being like, I'm going to take this kid down to the cafeteria and get me like a, they had at the Fredericton cafeteria. If you ever find yourself in the Fredson hospital <laughs> the deck the doctor of a charmless hospital Not a they have they have the best uh bagel sandwiches like bagel breakfast sandwiches okay they are amazing it is worth a medical condition just to go there i was there the other day for something i forget what it was no not the other day like month, <laughs> months ago and i was, and I, checking, I was there th checking the oh, security no. levels again no, we were visiting someone who had a baby, and I was was with uh -huh. Melissa. Go, oh, let's go to the let's go to the cafeteria get a deck muffin. I was they call them deck muffins, like an egg, egg muffin, which is kind of confusing. But oh man, they're so good and so cheap. It's like three dollars or something for this super amazing breakfast sandwich. Oh, I'm hungry. I want to go to the hospital right now. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever see. Uh a middle-aged or not not middle-aged thanks <laughs> well if you ever see a middle-aged go tea man with two babies in the fredericton hospital <laughs> uh, uh talking holding a, holding a sandwich holding a sandwich alert the authorities <laughs> oh shoot well uh should i tell my parents that i'm adopted they've got to know they must know i don't think there's a scenario outside of some baby juggling uh, even then, it sounds like security's tightened up since the days of the baby jugglers. It, it really has. Yeah. So uh, you can tell them they're going to laugh at you. Lucas, <laughs> before we go, I'd love for you to give me a fast food recommendation. Um, sadly enough, I did not have to think about this because it's easily for me the Dairy Queen six dollar deal. Not a sponsor. And if you're and if you're a Dairy Queen fan, you might say, "But, but Lucas, they don't have a six dollar deal anymore. They used to have one, and now there's only the seven dollar deal or a really really crappy five dollar deal." But I say, uh, no way, because there's actually a depending on the the location. 
in Fredericton anyway, you can still order the six dollar <laughs> Fredericton meal. Hospital. At the, <laughs> no, at the at the at the Fredericton Dairy Queens, which I'm a huge fan of. Uh, you can get yourself a cheeseburger, fries, pop, and a sundae for six bucks, which comes with six ninety taxes in. Which sadly I have memorized. And here's the problem: super sadly, I went to order it one time. And I pulled up, and she goes, the second you started ordering, I knew it was you because oh, I, have a kind no. of, I have a very specific order. And and I say, basically, it's like a script that we read because I say the same things every time. Let, let me and, see. Well, uh, let me see if I can get it. Hi, I'd like a plain cheeseburger. Am I, how am I doing so far? Good. Uh, fries. Well, I, actually, what else can anytime, you do? Any, anytime I order a burger, here's how I order it. Wait, Hi. just ketchup? No, oh, bleh, no that, thanks. Well, uh, here's how I order it. I'd say, hi, I'd like a plain cheeseburger. Plain, just cheese. I always repeat it because, you know, the yeah. chances are I'm going to be scraping peat ketchup off. Well, I wouldn't do that. I will throw it in the garbage. But uh, anyway, I'll take it back and get it sw- swapped out. Yeah, so I order that. Anyway, uh, so I used to go there like once a week. It was like my little treat, and I would go there on like Thursday or whatever. But then I had a bad stretch here this year uh, where I was going like sometimes a couple times a week if I had like cash on hand or whatever. Sure. Uh, and that got out of hand. So I'm and part of my New Year's will be them seeing less of me. Hopefully they don't call the cops <laughs> thinking I went missing or something because I didn't show up at Dairy Queen on my regular scheduled time. Uh, so, but yeah, anyway, Dairy Queen $6 deal. Ask for it, even if it's not on the menu. Um, and it's a stellar deal. Okay. Uh, so can you just order it for me right now hi welcome to dairy queen uh, can i take your order yeah i'll have the uh six dollar deal plain just cheese uh play that's plain cheese only oh um, lucas uh fries <laughs> yeah exactly that's as far as we get and then and oh and, and i order a hot fudge sundae with spanish peanuts now what are spanish peanuts you might ask those are the good ones that they put on like peanut buster parfaits not the the crushed up yeah, garbage yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. No, you got to ask for it, and then you will receive it at no extra cost, and it is stellar. In Spain, are those just nuts? <laughs> we just call them nuts here. <laughs> um, do they know you by name? They don't, only because it hasn't worked its way into our little routine. Uh, yeah. Could you yeah. do that? So, for the sake of the listeners, oh. they could they could just go hi. Can I get the Lucas? Can I get the Lucas special, please? Yeah. Plain, just <laughs> cheap. Plain. Cheap, cheap, plain, and delicious, just like Lucas. Oh, oh, come on. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you, Lucas, for taking the time to spend it with us. And thank you, listener, for taking the last 46 minutes and spending it with us. We're very glad that you've chosen us again, the Oxford Holy Club, as your podcast. Remember that you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Oxford Holy Club. And you can email us, too, because we'd love to get your questions, comments, concerns at OxfordHolyClub at gmail.com. And remember, if you do do any of the social media, uh, use that hashtag, O-Club, O-H-C-L-U-B. And if you're listening to this on um, app, any Apple device through their podcast app, why don't you go on over and uh, and rate and review give us a five star hey uh, we've got one and it's from my mom so could you please maybe help us with that and if you give a five star review we'll read it on the show and give you a shout out so again lucas anything to say before you go please don't let it be cheap whatever you said and delicious <laughs> Uh, no, just, uh, guys, remember, no matter what your 2018 was like, you got a new year on the calendar, so just uh, make it a good one. Absolutely. Heads up. I almost deleted this whole podcast because of that three-pronged <laughs> comment that you made. 
You still might. Uh, well, until next time, listeners, keep spiritually fit and, and have, have fun. fun.